Hi, I'm Gretchen, and welcome to Before It's Gone. This is the very first episode ever of our podcast, so I'm so grateful for anybody who's out there listening. Thanks. Since this is the first episode, I want to use the opportunity to introduce myself, tell you about the show, why I'm making it, what kind of stories you'll hear, and what I hope to accomplish with this whole project. So to tell you a little bit about myself, I'm a video producer by trade, but really I just consider myself a storyteller. That's what I like to do. I like to tell real stories that are powerful and that move people to take action. The stories that fascinate me most nowadays are stories about climate change. Because climate change is the biggest story for the world. It's the biggest story for humanity. It's affecting our lives right now, and we don't know how the story is going to end. So on this podcast, I'm going to tell stories and interview people and talk about climate change and the things that it threatens and the ways that we might be able to save them before they're gone. But it's not going to be just about climate change because God knows with the new administration, there are a lot of things that are threatened that aren't just environmental, freedom of speech, basic rights. And I believe it's important for activists on all of these issues to come together and talk to each other and learn from each other. So there are a lot of things that we want to save that might be gone soon. And we're going to try to tell stories about all of them on Before It's Gone. The whole idea for this podcast came out of a documentary that I just finished making. That film is called The Barber Farm Project, and it tells the story of my family's successful efforts to get our farm in Vermont permanently protected from development. I started making the film way back in 2003. At that point, my grandmother owned the farm, and she was getting old and hadn't made any plans for what she wanted to happen to it after she died. Here's a clip of her and her kids, who are my mom and my aunts and uncles, talking about what they think will happen to the land. You know, I'll be 90 before long, and if I don't get the darn thing straightened out before I die... It will be developed. It's going to be in probate court, and you're going to lose half of it anyways. I mean, how is it going to turn out? I don't know how it's going to turn out. I don't know. It's mom's land, and she can do anything she wants with it. Follow me. However, what she chooses to do with it can make so much difference in the future of this land and how, how it's viewed and, and even the memory of her. Before I started making the movie, no one was talking about what was going on. My mom would talk to me and my sisters, but she and her siblings wouldn't talk. and My grandmother wouldn't talk about it to anyone. So when I first started filming, I thought it would be really hard to get people to talk to me. But then I pulled out the camera and people couldn't stop talking. They would tell me what they really thought about the farm and what they thought other people thought. 
they tell me what they hoped would happen to it. They told me what they were afraid would happen to it. So that was my first lesson. When you give people a chance to talk, they will. And that may not solve things, but it helps when you understand other people's perspective. And if you don't talk about things, then you know that nothing will happen. Got more pictures of me now, Gretchen. I worry that in the end, that people might say, why in the world didn't we sit down and talk? We could have kept this from happening or we could have done this long ago. When that discussion will all take place is when mom dies or when she is incapable of making her own decisions or when she invites everyone in to have a conversation. You can't keep waiting and waiting and waiting. What my mom said right there, that perfectly summarizes my feelings about our collective inaction to climate change. I worry that in the end, we'll say, why in the world didn't we sit down and talk? We could have kept this from happening, or we could have done something long ago. You can't keep waiting and waiting. That film was a grad school thesis project, so I had to finish it up before anything had happened with the farm. I ended the film with a scene from my grandmother's 90th birthday party and a wish for the barber farm. Finest woman I ever met. What about 90 more? Oh, you bet. Can't see a wrinkle or anything, can you? (laughs) This could turn out to be a eulogy for the barber farm a collection of stories and memories about a place destined to disappear. But I hope instead that it'll serve as a catalyst, a reminder to my family of how special this farm is and how important it is that we preserve it. So that when we watch this movie in the future, it'll be a celebration of what we worked together to save and not a lament for all that we lost. When I showed the finished movie to my grandmother, she teared up, said, it's just so hard. But we never talked about it beyond that. It was my first film, so I didn't really think that anything would happen with it, besides, of course, getting a master's degree. But I submitted it to a couple of film festivals, and from there it was like magic. A young farmer, who happened to live nearby, saw it. Watching that film and, and listening to the folks in the film talk about the land and you know, their connection to it and seeing the aerial shots of you know how big it was, it's like, wow, this is like right out our back door. This would be a wonderful opportunity. These are people on this land who uh, are saddened about what might happen with the land and maybe there's a possibility that we as young farmers starting, starting up um, could use it and it would work people that live here and it would work for us. So right after that film, I introduced myself and said, you know, I grew running a small farm up the road and said, you know, if you're ever interested in 
and having someone farm it, you know, let us know. And uh, it took off from there. That scene is from a second film I made about the Barber Farm, The Barber Farm Project. That's the documentary that I just finished up. It tells the story of the first movie, as well as the story of meeting these young farmers, my grandmother agreeing to sell the land to my parents, my parents working with a land trust to get the farm permanently conserved, and my father growing potatoes to give to the local food bank. It's an amazingly happy ending that I never, ever could have imagined. My dad put it this way. In a way, the film was a self-fulfilling prophecy. If you build it, they will come. I don't feel comfortable taking too much credit, but I can't ignore the connection. I made a movie about how I didn't want the farm to disappear. And now the farm is not going to disappear. That's the power of a story. Here's how I summarized it at the end of the most recent movie. We're taught that if you want to make a wish come true, you have to keep it a secret. But I don't believe that. I think that the best way to make a wish come true is to shout it out loud. That's what happened with my first movie. I made my wish out loud and it made it to the right ears. Just the act of telling the story had the power to change the ending. So that's the story about the Barber Farm. And it's the story about why I'm starting this podcast. Who knows? This could turn out to be an elegy for the earth, a collection of stories and memories about things destined to disappear. But I hope instead that it will serve as a catalyst, a reminder of how special the world is and how important it is that we work together to save it. Because I believe in wishing out loud, and I believe that telling a story has the power to change its ending. So each episode of this show will be a wish spoken loudly about what we want to save and how we want the world to be before it's gone. Before It's Gone is listener supported. You can become a supporter by visiting beforeitsgone.show and clicking donate. Thank you. Thanks for listening. To find out more about the podcast, visit beforeitsgone.show. And if you're interested in my film, you can find out more at thebarberfarm.com. On the next episode of Before It's Gone, we're going to be talking about coffee. That delicious fuel which powers this show and most of the rest of my life is threatened by climate change, and the outlook is not good. Here's a little bit of what our guest, Dean Sikon of Dean's Beans Coffee, has to say about it. When you take climate change down to its impact on families and environments on a local level, it's, it's profound and it's here right now. The statistic I've read is about 50% of all coffee land will disappear by the year 2050. And that's a profound impact on people, on the environment, on economics. Coffee is a profitable marketplace and Everybody involved in coffee can be doing a lot more to ensure that climate change doesn't destroy not only the planet, but coffee farmers' lives that we depend on. You can hear more about that on the next episode of Before It's Gone. Find us on beforeitsgone.show, 
on iTunes, Google Play, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening.